This evening to welcome you again to our service. This is the fourth Sunday of the month. It is our third Sunday evening in our anniversary celebrations. And um, even though the elements don't look too good on the outside, we trust and pray others will be on their way. We may have showers of blessing on the outside, and we're going to look for showers of blessing on the inside tonight. As I look out over the congregation, I think we've all been here at least once before, but just in case I'm wrong, do we have anyone visiting with us tonight for the very first time? Would you raise your hand? No, I think, as I said, we've all been here at least once before. Shall we pray? Our Father, it is with joy and gladness in our heart that we come before your throne this evening, thanking you again that we have this privilege as your dear children to join together in lifting our hearts and voices in worship to your most holy name. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings that you have showered down upon us, especially during the last weeks as we have been celebrating our five decades, five decades of praise that you have given to us here at Calvary Bible Church, five decades that we have seen your wondrous mighty works displayed amongst us. And so we come again this evening, Father, expecting another blessing from you. And as we come together this evening, as we lift our voices, as we view the slides and hear the presentations this evening, Father, we pray that they would bring glory and honor to your name. May your name be uplifted above all names. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening, church. You have something to sing about this evening? Amen. But before we sing about uh, the Lord's goodness, uh, Sister Denise uh, has a special individual she would like to introduce to us tonight. Good evening, church. Tonight, it is our privilege to have in our midst the nurse who assisted in saving my father's life in Seal, Alabama, last December, Mrs. Caroline Smith, and she's there sitting with my dad, and we're just so thankful that she was able to come and worship with us tonight. Thank you. Amen. Good to have you, and good to have all of us here this evening. We are back in in this place to... Lift our voice to lift our hearts to the Lord. Let's stand together and sing as we rejoice in our great Savior. Come, Christians, join to sing. Hallelujah, amen. Thou praise to Christ our King. Hallelujah, amen. Let all in heart and voice before his throne rejoice. 
the trumpets, right? Amen. Uh, well, let's uh, just praise the Lord from Psalm 95. Psalm 95, let's read uh, this uh, beautiful psalm, the first five verses together. Uh, everybody together now. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth, the peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Isn't our God great? Isn't our God great? Isn't our God greatly to be praised? Amen. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord, He is holy and just, by His power we trust in His love. Great is the Lord, He is faithful and true, by His mercy He proves He is love. Great is the Lord and worthy of glory, great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord, now lift up your voice, now lift up your voice. Great is the Lord, now let's 
Great is the Lord and worthy of glory. Great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord. I lift up my voice. I lift up my voice. great and greatly to be praised and you know what i reflect on the last uh, olympics when our four by four men's relay team won the goal and uh i was on the phone with my wife at the time because i was at work during the race and uh she was my eyes and she, as the race was coming to the end man she started to shout you know and uh, it reminded me of when the four by one female women's team won uh, in 2002, I think it was. I think it was 2002, right? When we won the gold. And I, I got up five o'clock that morning or something like that. It was probably like four o'clock that morning because it was somewhere in Seoul, Korea, I think, when they won. Man, look here. My family, we shouted so hard. I, I'm sure we woke up the neighborhood. I mean, that, that was just such, such celebration in that place. And, you know, I thought about, hey, you know, that song we just read, it says, shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. You know, I say, man, if I carry on so bad for four women winning a gold medal, and my wife carrying on so bad for four men winning a gold medal, I mean, shouldn't my praise to God put that to shame? Have you, have you ever thought about something like that? But I think we get too cute. I think when we come in places like this, sometimes... You know, it's all right to, to worship the Lord in silence. As Pastor Morris Russell, he effectively reminded us this morning, we need to be still sometimes. But he also said, if you notice, that we need to be a people of praise as well, right? And, you know, don't be afraid to praise God out loud. That's all my, I want to encourage you. You know, don't think of it as, that's not my personality. No. Think of it as, this is what the Word of God says. And regardless of how I might feel, or how others might feel, hey, I'm going to shout to my God sometimes. And I'm not going to worry. Right, Brother Keith? Amen. I'm not going to worry how people perceive me, because I'm obedient to Scripture. And it's better to obey the Word than to be fearful of man. Amen? So I just want to encourage you with that thought tonight. All right? And let God really challenge you with this truth, and be obedient to the truth. Of God. Amen? Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, I said earlier that it's the fourth Sunday night of our celebrations, and um, I just like to remind you of next Lord's Day. Next Lord's Day in the morning. We will be having a little youth emphasis, and Pastor Lee will be sharing the word with us. So we not only want to look at the last 50 years, but then we will be, Pastor Lee will be sharing some visions that we hope the Lord will lead us in the next 50 years, should he tarry. And in the evening, we are anticipating a grand time 
with a grand concert. What a wonderful choir we had here this morning and last Sunday. And I think, Sister Eleanor, you may see some others. We're going to have a grand time next Sunday evening with singing. We're going to have those that have sung for the last five decades. What a wonderful time. We're going to hear way back, and we're going to hear from the present. So next Sunday evening will be the grand finale of our celebrations for this year, but we're going to have a grand time. And then immediately after the concert, we're going to have a time of fellowship in the Earlwich Auditorium, and I like to remind you, as I did this morning, Sister Eleanor's ox, that if we can have some assistance, and some of you ladies helping us, we're making some more sandwiches, so we make sure we have enough food for everybody next Sunday evening. We enjoyed and were blessed this morning by the message that Pastor Russell brought to us and challenged us. Tonight, we're going to have a short video greeting from Sister Ellen Anderson, the wife of our second pastor, Maurice Anderson. And then immediately after that, we're going to be viewing a number of slides that were taken during Pastor Russell's tenure with us, 1980 to 1990. And Pastor Russell will be at the front, and he will be commenting on these slides as we go on. And then afterwards, a little later in the service, we will be having a report from our missionary whom we have been supporting for many years, who is here with us. He was here with us in the early days. He is here for our 50th anniversary celebrations. Our brother, Keith Phillips, who is the National Director of OAC Jamaica. And now we will have the video greetings from Sister Anderson. Uh, I remember getting on a plane and going to go overseas someplace, and I was so excited. I just kept, couldn't imagine flying over the water and coming to a place where there are people living. And uh, I met some great, great people. And then my daughter Eunice, she was still at home, unmarried, and she got on the plane and flew over there too. So she was with us, and would you believe it, she met one of the young people who was the head of the youth work at that time, right? And uh, he's my son-in-law now, and he's been a special, special person. And I have some wonderful friends back there. I don't get back there very, very often anymore, but I used to get quite often. And uh, I, my husband and I really enjoyed the people there. And then we went on to, to uh, another little place where we met people and started a church, too. So we've started quite a few churches through our lifetime, but uh, the one that is really very special in our minds, in my mind now, because my husband's gone to heaven, is the one at Nassau, 
And I feel like I'm a, sometimes I'm a Bahamian because I have a daughter who's a full-blooded Bahamian <laughs> and grandchildren. And uh, I have some very nice memories of people there. They were very good to us. And uh, I enjoyed those years there. And I still feel like I'm part of it because I have a daughter, Eunice, living there. I don't know. Who are, some, who are some of the people you remember from back there? Well, I remember... Uh, let me see, I better get him down here straight. Uh, a couple that he owned, what did he, he was a very, Jeannie and David Aubrey. I guess his, his father owned a lumber company or something, but anyway, he was involved with that. But a fine, fine Christian. And then John and Ruby Pinder, and that's Edison's father and mother. And they were, I still think of them so often. And then, uh, uh, yeah. Anthony, Diane Kemp, and uh, she was a, one of the young people, and she got married and has a wonderful family. And uh, then there was the, the Stevenson. I don't remember what he did, but he was a very active person in the church, too. And uh, Sir Leonard Knowles, he was a, I guess he had something to do with the government, very, very important, but very fine Christian. So I have a whole list of people that I, I still remember and think of them and what a blessing they were to our lives. And then the, we went on after we got the church going. Then we opened a church called the Chapel on the Hill. And uh, we there got this thing going and it's going very well. And then we came back to the United States and continued to serve the Lord. And that's what we're, I'm doing now. My husband's gone to heaven some years ago, but... Lord's given me a healthy body and a family that uh, cares for me, <laughs> and especially my daughter, Eunice, and her husband. They come here, and they just take over and do so many things for me. So I feel like I've had a very wonderful life with the, not only working in churches, starting churches, but having children that are doing the same thing, serving the Lord, and Eunice and Edison are very, very special because they're just right in the middle of working with young people. And uh, I enjoy coming here because I know a few people from many years back and I feel like I still have a little something to do even though I'm sitting in a wheelchair and can't get very far in a hurry. So, But anyway, I feel like I'm involved with enough so that I can feel like I'm still... I'm not going to stop serving the Lord because I got old. I'd hate to think that's when you quit. <laughs> Because the Lord shows me more things to do and pray for more people than I ever realized I ever would do. I guess that's it, right? But I wanted to share a verse of scripture with you. It says in Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. As I said this morning, I've been serving the Lord for many, many years, 62 years since I was ordained, but I had been preaching for four years before that. And uh, we thank the Lord for his goodness and grace over these many years. This was one of the celebrations we had while we were here, 62 to 82, and it was a great time. I can remember it very, very vividly. We had some wonderful days as we recalled the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Okay.
And uh, that happens to be my name at the bottom there. I had to look at that every day so I wouldn't forget who I was when I came in here. Thank you. And we had a wonderful time um, at the hotel. We had a great banquet. In those days, we could afford the banquet that they offered. This, that, nowadays, you can't afford it because they charge too much money. But I think the other night, we had a wonderful time out here in the Earl Weech Auditorium. So here's uh, yours truly uh, doing what he does best, talking. This quilt was presented to us when uh, my present wife, Morag, and I were leaving here. And uh, the ladies got together the, this bright idea of presenting us with this beautiful quilt. And many of you contributed to it. You gave your name and you paid Sister Weech some money. And uh, the ladies at Spanish Wells, I believe it was, who put it together. And they presented it to us. So um, we have the comfort of Calvary in our bed in the winter time. All right. Now I think you recognize some of these characters here, um, and uh, they were presented with uh, plaques commemorating the work that they had done from the beginning of the church. This was part of the banquet. We had a wonderful time. There was a lot of singing, a lot of talking, a lot of. Presentations were made to different ones uh, at that time uh, for the um, years that they had been serving the Lord here at Calvary. And now, of course, here we are in uh, 2012 uh, with 50 years behind us, which is an incredible uh, record. Here we go again. That looks like uh, Shirley Pinder. And it looks like her husband in the background there. George, and is that Elna there? I'm not right sure. Anyway, uh, these all were recipients of their presentations. Okay. And again, I see, wow, there's Frankie Pinder. And Donnie Johnson, yeah. And there's Rita's Roberts. And John, uh, John Pinder. And Brother Jesu. I really appreciated these men. They were so such a support to me. Carol Sands and Brother Jesu down on the right. Uh, I really appreciated him uh, from time to time when he would preach, or teach his Sunday school class here. And he made such an influence on so many people during his ministry. Here we go again, more of them. You notice how some of them got those shiny spots on their head? Um, I've got those now too. And here they are. Wow. This is the old uh, council. Isn't it, Jerry? That's right. Even Jerry Sawyer's there. Would you believe it? I didn't think we'd be around for 50 years, but he's still here. 
causing trouble. Uh, here we are, another lineup of people, and I'm sure that you enjoy uh, seeing them there. I won't go through all their names. Then we had a wonderful time at the church in the Orwich Auditorium. And um, we had a, a banquet, and not a banquet, it was really uh, a sort of self-service uh, type of evening. But we had several evenings where we celebrated uh, the anniversary at that particular time. Now this was something else. I, I talked with somebody out in one of the hotels, and they made this cake in the shape of the church. It weighed 400 pounds. Can you imagine? And it took four men to carry it in. On It was almost like a stretcher, you know. And uh, that's my first wife, Betty. She cut the cake that evening. I thought they did a fantastic job in representing the church on that particular occasion. So we had a, all had a chance of getting a bite of the church, you know. Here we are with our choir. I have bragged about these choirs in Calvary so often. We, in many of our churches in Canada, we don't have choirs. Uh, we don't have an organ anymore. Uh, and uh, it troubles me sometimes because I, I think we need choirs. We need somebody to lead us in our praise. We have praise teams as well. Uh, but here in Calvary, one of the characteristics of the church that I've talked about so often is the music. And uh, it has meant so much to me and to us uh, over the years. Here we are, 25 years. And we were celebrating that evening. Here are some more uh, of the pictures. We'll just go through them. Yeah. And we had a special day when we had the Governor General, Sir Gerald Cash, uh, visiting with us here on that particular occasion. And uh, there you see my wife. She had to have a hat on that day. That was protocol. And uh, let me tell you, you could see her coming from a mile away. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, here we are now. Here's Pastor and Sister Cole, Brother and uh, Sister Weech, and yours truly, and my first wife, uh, Betty. And... Uh, it was a joy to know Pastor Weech. I remember when he was getting frail, and um, I talked with David on the phone one day, and I said to David, I want to come over and see him. And um, uh, we flew over, my wife and I flew over, and David met us at the airport, and we went out uh, to meet uh, with Pastor Weech. He was lying there on the sofa bed. And uh, one of the things he said to me, I have never really practiced foot washing. But he said to me, Brother Russell, my legs are aching so badly. Would you massage them for me? That was past a week. And I counted it. I get, I get emotional when I think of it now. 
counted it a privilege to do that for him. He was such a wonderful man. Thank you. Now, ordination. Pastor Frederick Arnett, which was a wonderful time uh, to see him set aside for the work of the Lord. And he has been a tremendous blessing in my life and a blessing in the church here. Uh, here we go. There, there they are again. That's Helen and Frederick. And here is um, Clint Kent, who was also uh, uh, ordained at that particular time. These were two very special occasions for us as they went into service for the Lord. And here we are, the whole group of us, up front in front of the pulpit. The office. Well, let me tell you. I can remember when I came to Calvary, I thought I had made a mistake. And I went into the office. I thought it was a storage cupboard. It was so small. You had to be narrow-minded to be able to be there. Uh, but the Lord blessed in many ways. And one of the things we were able to see accomplish was a, a whole a refurbishing of this central area of the church back here. So that we provided more space for Janet and for then for the others, Nancy and and others who can, uh, Winona, and then Alan, and, and so on, who were able to find space to work, and I got space to expand as well in the church. And this was a wedding, a family wedding that Brother Weech and I uh, shared together. Always a very special occasion. Ah, this is Brother Weech and a few of the others. Who was that? Winona and... and uh, somebody speak up. Yeah. Yeah. And they sang for us one night. Yeah. Here we are. This is my family uh, by my first wife. That's Eric on the left. He's now 6364 or whatever. My daughter, Jana Lee, who lives about five minutes away from us. And my son, Ian, who lives about 45 minutes away. By the way, I'd appreciate your prayers for him. He hasn't been able to work for three years. He has chronic fatigue syndrome plus fibromyalgia. They tested him for allergies, Tested, made 40 tests, and he was allergic to 27. And many of the ordinary foods he can't eat anymore. So we, I would appreciate your prayer. He has a wonderful wife, lovely family, and they are so good to us. And then, of course, you know the two old folks. Hey, this is um, Missions Conference. There's Brother Blackwood. A wonderful time. Here we are with some of those auspicious folks. Brother Blackwood, Sister Weech, Sister Janet, Donnie. Uh, I'm not quite sure who they can. Who is that? Yeah, right. That's out of the parsonage. Doing what we do best, eat. 
Barry Moore, who was our evangelist for a crusade here at the church, and then we had one that was a citywide one. And Barry Moore has been a long-time friend of mine. I was with him not so long ago. He has actually retired from evangelism. He's in his late 70s. But he still preaches. And God has blessed him and used him in a mighty way. Here he is. This was... One of Billy Graham's men, and I'm just, his name will come to him in a moment. Ralph Bell, thank you. Uh, Ralph was here for a crusade, and he's a Canadian, and um, he, he's a wonderful man. I, he was such a godly man, and God mightily used him. We were out of one of the schools, and he spoke at several of the schools while he was here. We've had great fellowship over the years. That's the group of kids that were there. That's where Charles Sweeting was the, is it Charles Sweeting was the principal? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there are the kids. Billy Graham, we had here, and we had a rally out at the sports arena. And my wife Betty, she was in the later stages of her cancer at that time. And uh, then uh, here are some of the more of the team of Billy Graham. And then Donna Mara there as well. There's Billy. Billy, uh, we've been friends for many years. I first met him in 1954 in London, England. And uh, we have been in contact ever since. Uh, and... When I was in Lapland as a missionary, I was getting onto a ferry one time in the southern part, in the northern part of Norway, southern part of Lapland. I had to take a ferry out to an island. And there were some folks there uh, from UK. And uh, so they were interested in the fact that my wife and I were there. They said, why are you here? I said, well, we're missionaries. And they said, oh, do you preach the same thing that Billy Graham preaches? I said, yeah, I sure do. And uh, they, were, they had been at the uh, crusade in London, England. This is at the uh, rally out at the stadium. More of the people there. Oh, again, look at that. I wonder who that is. You recognize this girl sitting in the front here and her husband? And uh, celebrating. It must have been the 20th birthday or something like that. <laughs> we had an anniversary, I think, with the Awana. Yeah. There we go. This was the awards night. Great times. Wonderful. There they are, the Awana clubs. The Awana clubs were large at that time, and God was blessing and using the ministry in a mighty way. Vacation Bible School. We had wonderful times there. Here they are, all in the different classes, different levels. Probably recognize some of your folks who are there. By the way, Brother Jerry will 
and his wife put these together. I sent them down, and they put them together. And So if you want to see more of them, you can talk to them about it. Here we go. One of the things we did while I was here, and this is Brother Weech, uh, we burned the mortgage on the Earl Weech Auditorium. And then three or four weeks later, we went in to an expansion program, $446,000. Well, we bought the property at the back here, and the vacant lot, the six cottages, the apartment building, and the house at the front that is now the Christian Education Center. And then we spent about another uh, $35,000, $40,000 renovating that building for the Christian Council. This was when we uh, dedicated uh, the uh, officially uh, to the memory of Earl Weech, and then it's called the Earl Weech Auditorium. Here they are. That's the actual burning. Of the, I think Jerry, you're that you is there, yeah. Brother Jason there, Jerry. They, these were the cottages up back that eventually were taken down to provide more space. It was interesting. Let me just pause for a moment here and, and say that we talked about it at the council. And a property came on board, uh, on, uh, available for sale back here. And within a week... All of this property, the one next to it, and the apartment building, and this building here, were up for sale. They all came on the market right away. And therefore we moved in uh, getting it, and we have the blessing of having that today. We tried to get the facility next door here, and they wouldn't bite at all. But eventually you have it here. So we're thankful for that. Here we go, the apartment building. And the Christian Counseling Center. It was in rough state. My my son Eric and Sherry, they wheeled wheelbarrow fools of dirt out of that house uh, several days in a row to get it ready for renovations. This is inside now. It's a little change. They've renovated it and so on. But it's become a tremendous ministry. Uh, one. I never realized the extent to which they would be able to minister uh, as a result of that. My heart has always been very close to counseling. As many of you know, I'd spent a lot of time, and it got so heavy for me. At that time, the drug situation was very rampant, and I just couldn't carry it. And so Pastor Arnett and his wife Helen, and, and then it grew from there. Uh, here's uh, Brother Arnett at the desk. There's the choir. I told Sister uh, Eleanor here the other day, I couldn't wait to see her conduct that choir again one more time. You know what I'm talking about, eh? When, uh, when she go, I think she belonged to the rock and roll family, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was such a blessing. Her music was something else. There's Brian Marie. There's Sister Phillips on the left there. My sister-in-law who cut the ribbon. Ian who 
uh, unveiled the name and myself standing at the mic on the right-hand side. Here we are, all the dignitaries there. By the way, my sister-in-law died of cancer uh, shortly after my first wife. She had the same type of cancer as she did, and uh, we missed her very much. And so this is to the memory of my first wife, Adeline B. Russell. And uh, we called her Betty, of course. There we go. Yeah. That's the parsonage up in High Vista. We had a great time there. Now, they, let, let me talk about this. I think there are several pictures about this, Jerry. Is that right? Okay. And uh, we can, uh, you can see here uh, that the platform has been enlarged, okay? Now, we, we decided to do this, and then uh, we got the pews padded and uh, new carpet put down and so on. Now, one of the things that we discovered when we were doing this, the f uh, fellow, I can't remember his name, the contractor. I did the sketches, by the way, for all the renovations because that was part of my training as a plumber and heating engineer. And, um, and then I gave them to him and he uh, refined them for the purpose of building. And uh, then we came to this part here behind the platform, the choir area. You see that beautiful paneling there? Well, that was put there when the church was first built. Not really. I've got news for you. You may not always know that. But when we began to work there, several places we put our hands through the paneling. The termites had been busy and only left the face of the panels. They looked beautiful, but there was nothing behind them. And so we had to tear that out. And the, the building contractor we had for the renovations, he made the replacement panels exactly like they were in the former platform area. Tremendous job. But you know, I often say termites are like some people in the church. Did you know that? Who are so quiet and nice about going behind the scenes and trying to undo some of the work that God people do. And we need to be careful of that. And we need to be aware that that's possible. But here they are. This was the renovations that were done. The pews were padded and, and so on. Earl Weech Auditorium, we added Sunday school uh, classes and uh, put in air conditioning, and we built the, we had the platform built by Percy. Uh, I don't know if we have a picture of the platform there. But, you uh, know, that's the church again. That's what we, we did, and tore out the platform, and we put brick or block along the front here and renovated in that way, which made quite a difference. And then, of course, we got a brand new organ, during my time I was here and uh, we we had Diane sorry, sorry? Diana Bish 
from the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church came here and did a concert for the dedication of the organ. And Sun Suk Lee came with her, the soloist. And we had a marvelous time that weekend with those two ladies. And there's our organist, Diana, the one and only. Somebody says to me, what do you miss about the Bahamas? I have to say I miss my boat. And I wouldn't get one in Canada. You know why? If I ever fell in the water, I'd die. The water's so cold. Um, I fell in the water here and almost drowned one time. And that's what they were talking about on Friday night when I, afterwards I had to wear a life belt. But I enjoyed that so much, going out to Rose Island and Athol Island. We had great times, didn't we? And those of you who went out, oh, my land. And look at this lady here. This lady came to know the Lord through our street meeting team. She was listening to the preaching of the gospel one night. And she sent her grandson out and said, You tell that preacher out there to come in. And it was Frederick. And he led her to the Lord. We would go in there and I would have prayer with her, my wife with me. And uh, we would have prayer. We'd read the scripture and have prayer. And as soon as I finished praying, she would start to pray. She, I never, ever heard her ask the Lord to take her sickness away. Everything she prayed for, she thanked God for. She just lived a life of thanksgiving. One day, I said to Pastor Annette, we've got to get her. We we had a a, a sort of an affair out here for the seniors and and so on. And we got a stretcher and got her onto it and brought her here out. And you would have thought we had taken her to the moon that day. It was so wonderful. She was such a sweet person. There she is there. Oh, dear. there's Percy and there's Steve. Steve, you you look like a long, young guy there, you know. Yeah. You even had some hair, too. Yeah. Okay. There we go. This is up at the Parsonage some of those times. No, not that one. The previous one was that Parsonage. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Okay. We had wonderful times of fellowship. My wife and Kathy. You were talking about your sister uh, uh, the other night. I loved to visit her. We always had such a good time. And we would pray together. I think this was, I was thinking about it afterwards. I think this was the occasion of the dedication of your daughter. Probably. And we went back to Janet's place and and had a reception. I can't remember correctly, but I thought that was what it was. But here she is. Such a sweet person. Here we go. Music. 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 Now, do you recognize that guy? You don't recognize it? He's sitting back there, is he? Now, he's going to speak after I sit down and shut up. Uh, right, Keith? <laughs> okay. Here we go. This was one of the colleges that came down to visit with us. 
We went out to San Salvador and some other places. We were given a gift of property. Jerry and I and uh, Brother... Um, uh, who else? Yeah, that's right. We went... When uh, brother and sister are never here's San Salvador where um, where Columbus landed, and uh, I, that was the first time I'll, I'll tell you a story about this lighthouse. That was the first time I ever tasted Wahoo, and oh my land! They caught it that morning, brought it in, and we said to them, what, "What's for dinner?" He said, "Well, I just got fresh Wahoo." I said, "Fine, we're going to have it," and we did. And just the other night, we were out with some folks, and Wahoo was on the menu. So guess what? I got some of that too. See this lighthouse here? Just back up to the lighthouse. My father-in-law, my first wife's father, was a lighthouse keeper. He was not only a lighthouse keeper, he was also a lighthouse keeper. Because he did the work around the house at home, okay? and But as a lighthouse keeper... On the east coast of Scotland. He um, was an amazing man. Came to know the Lord while he was on the lighthouse one night. He had been to a service the day before, heard the gospel, got on his knees in the lighthouse, and came to know the Lord. And then I always had an interest in lighthouses. So we were out there on the San Salvador. And... I, I said to them, I want to go up here to the lighthouse. I want to talk to the lighthouse keeper. So we got there. And uh, there's nobody. The door was locked. And then I went to the house next door and knocked on the door. And uh, the man came out. I said, are you the lighthouse keeper? He said, Pastor Russell, I'm so glad to see you. I had never met him before. But you know what? Heard my voice on the radio. Just by that word of greeting, that he knew who I was. And that I felt that was so important when you remember the uh, work of the radio. Let's go through with this. Over there. I didn't catch that one, by the way. That was the Wahoo. Hawk's Nest Club. How about that? We took some pictures of some of the outdoor ovens and so on. Okay. There we were. There's Jerry there. Beautiful property it was donated to us. This was on the plane uh, coming back. There are some of the places. Okay. San Salvador, Columbus Landing. Freeport. And the church there, Calvary. We... At one point, we gave over $30,000 to the uh, uh, work of Freeport to see the building put up under the leadership of Pastor and Sister Weech. This was the day the bulldozer came in to break the ground. There's Pastor Weech. I was there for the inauguration service. There were some of the people recognize them probably okay and then they built a piece onto it I when I go to visit my son in Freeport I've sometimes preached there for them 
know who that is? Vaughn Cash, and he's the senior pastor at Evangelistic Temple now. Just learned that this week. Redith and my wife, Betty. This was with Bill and Martin. No, it wasn't. This was done in, in Jamaica. Uh, and there's uh, uh, Margaret Smith, and my wife, and there's uh, uh, Keith and Brent. That's right. He was the pilot. Boy, he got scared when he came to land in, 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 uh, in Jamaica, in Kingston. He didn't realize that the runway went out into the water, you know. And he said, I hope I can stop this thing before we get to the end. But we brought down loads of stuff following Hurricane Gilbert. And, you know, it, it was tremendous. Brother Keith met us and Sister Keith. And we took down, we brought three plane loads of stuff, actually. But one of the interesting things is that we stayed in a home next to where they stayed. And, of course, no electricity, no fans, no screens on the window, and hot. So the windows were open. And my wife and I were, we slept in the same bed. And when we woke up in the morning, my wife was covered with mosquito bites from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. And I didn't have a one. You see, this mosquitoes only go after bad blood. Did you know that? <laughs> Not really. She's a diabetic, so her blood is sweet. And uh, they nearly ate her alive on that occasion. Okay. Here we go. Thank you. There's some of the damage. Oh, we had a great time. Keith had rallies with the kids down there. Yeah. This is some of the damage that was shown. That, that I think, was the Bible Society headquarters in Jamaica. There we go. Okay. You folks were so generous when we took the stuff down. Children's rallies. This was when Morag and I were married. Yeah. You, she, she has lost. She has lost weight since then. She lost weight since then. Okay. Uh, here we are. The minute we came down and we had a reception here, and they gave. Me, a pair of crutches, and they got a rocking chair for my wife, and uh, a few other things. They really made fun of us, but we had a marvelous time when we came down here. Here they are, we're cutting the second wedding cake we had. And you'll notice that my wife is cutting it with the left hand. You know why? Because ten days after we were married, she broke her wrist. And I took her to the hospital to get it fixed. And I told the nurses whom she had actually taught. They said, whatever happened to you? I said, well, let me tell you what happened. I told her when we were married 10 days ago. If she didn't do what I told her, I'd break her arm. So <laughs> she fell. She tripped and fell. And, uh, there we go. This was the bon voyage. There's the uh, quilt. And, Okay. Oh, the memories. Incredible. 
There we go. Thank you. Beautiful. Here we are. Group of the young people. There's my granddaughter. She's 23, 24 now. Kimberly. She stole the show presenting us with flowers that evening. She was a sweetie. Still is. We have 22 grandchildren and eight great-grand. And I get the blame for it all. Uh, here we go. Here we are. A wonderful time that time, Jerry. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Russell. Um, as we have looked at those pictures, it brought back a lot of memory, um, those wonderful years. Um, one of the things you notice when you transfer the pictures from slides to the computer, we got a little bit of distortion, but it brought a good laugh. <laughs> Now I'm going to call on our brother, Keith Phillips, OAC International, OAC um, National Director for the Island of Jamaica, and he's also had a large input into us beginning OAC Bahamas, which this afternoon we had our launching service. He's going to tell us a little bit about his ministry in Jamaica and about OAC Bahamas. Welcome him as he comes, please. You want to go up there? Thank you very much. Good night, everybody, or good evening. Which one do I say? Good evening. Good evening, everyone. And it's good to be back here today. Great to be here, and I am so excited about the program, and I thank God for the celebration, 50 years of ministry. And I was saying to myself, it would have been a very good thing to have the launching of Open Air Campaigner at Calvary Bible Church. The reason is that Open Air Campaigners, in one sense, came out of Calvary Bible Church, because 48 years ago, on the 16th of February, 1964, I gave my heart to the Lord in the ministry here at Calvary Bible Church. So, I am really a, um, a product of Calvary Bible Church. And I'm so thankful for that. And many years I've spent here. Um, there are a lot of memories in those pictures there. And one of my great men who passed on, Brother Thompson, he was really my hero, so to speak. And I'm so glad to have this opportunity uh, this evening just to share briefly with you about what God has done and is doing in my life and my wife as we have dedicated ourselves to the uh, full uh, ministry, full-time ministry. I don't know if you remember, but I, we left here in September of 1977. 
and went to Prairie Bible Institute. And we actually spent six years up there, four years in Bible school, and then they asked us to stay on staff. And um, we stayed on staff for two years, and they wanted us to stay a little longer. They said, um, why don't you get out your papers and um, become a citizen of Canada and do all the body work in the in the institute but you know God was calling me and I asked them the question what would be um, um, the condition they said well you would get your um, citizenship if you have a job and I said well thank you very much but I don't think that's what God wanted me to do and I don't think my family was too appreciative for that because they wanted to stay in Canada at that especially at that particular time when things wasn't really as lovely in Jamaica but you know when God called you I don't think that there's anything in the world that is more better than to not just know the will of God, but to do the will of God. And that's what we did. And today I am not, um, I am not disappointed at all. We went back in 83 and um, we joined Open Air Campaigners and started to work down there. And it's been now going for 27 years. And during that time, I've been to the Bahamas over and over. We are preaching to a lot of schools and so on, have Open Air meetings again. And, you know, for many years I've been trying to um, see if I could do a seminar, get a seminar and, um, uh, you know, train some of the Bahamian people to do the sketchboard so they could go on the street and preach the gospel. And for many, many years I've tried, but it didn't work. It didn't work until finally um, I spoke to um, Pastor Lee again, and he said, um, Keith, let's try see if we could um, set up a seminar, and I'm going to get somebody to um, sort of um, overseed for you and see if we could get it done and he wrote back to me and said he's going to get brother jerry i said okay great and so brother jerry um started to try to put the seminar together and unfortunately we didn't make it but you know god had something else in store and we came back here another time and did a seminar and it took off god began to work and now I give God glory and honor and praise that OAC Bahamas now is a member of Open Air Campaigners International. And Brother Ted Thompson is now the first director of Open Air Campaigners Bahamas. In March of this year, we had our international conference down in Mexico, and that was the time we applied for membership, and um, we did all the bookworks and um, made the application, and they voted on it, and it was a unanimous um, vote and acceptance, and now Open Air Campaigners Bahamas is now a member of the Open Air Campaigners International. And so they are autonomous. And next time I come back here, I can't just walk around and say, well, I'm going to the school and so on. I will have to ask the 
director because now he's the director of the Bahamas. And we really want to give God thanks and praise for how God is really working already um, with them in this ministry. They have a wonderful board and they have a lot of members that uh, volunteers that are really working and doing a good job. As a matter of fact, they um, let me feel really bad because what they have here in the Bahamas, I don't even have in Jamaica the kind of help that they have. You know, I am going around uh, more and more in a different way because, you know, I am just there doing open-air campaigners ministry. And we work a lot in the, I work a lot in the schools and in the prisons and in the hospital, uh, at the clinics. We have a clinic ministry been going on for 20 odd years. We've been going there almost every Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock. And we have about an hour or 45 minutes to share with the expectant mothers that comes in. And the majority of time, 98% of them are unmarried. And many, many times they would go there and ask the question, how many of you had ever seen me before? And there's not a hand. So I would have maybe 50, 60 ladies there who have never seen me before because I've been there the week before. They weren't there. And they're there um, this morning. And they have never seen me. So I have a new congregation. It's an incredible thing. It's an exciting thing. I love to have new congregation. I don't have all the problems. You know, Pastor Lee and these guys, they have people's problems going around with every week they are here again. And there's another problem. You know, I go preach and I'm gone. And I then get another congregation. But you know, God's been working. We have another branch um you know, there's a sub-branch out in the countryside about six or five miles away from Kingston. And um, we have a young man out there working. And he ha- we have given him one of the vans. We have two vans. And so he has one working out there. And then in Kingston, I have another van and uh, have another worker. But he has his car. He loves to drive the car. He, he has his car. So we are doing like two schools at the same time. So the end of the month, sometimes we end up with about maybe 20 schools or 25 schools that we have been to, um, to preach the gospel. And sometimes we end up with maybe eight, ten thousand, um, people that have seen the, um, have heard the gospel for, for a month. It's an incredible ministry. If you take that up on your head to say, I'm going to go into the school because you see, in the schools, there are more uh, young people that are giving trouble, and they are not going to church. Do you know, I, I, I guess they don't do it here, but do you know a lot of young people there in, in Jamaica, especially the high schoolers, who doesn't want to go to church and so on, they take it, they will purpose in their heart to come to school late, so they won't hear the gospel. But do you know what some schools are doing now? And I love it. They are 
registering the kids, they come to school and get in their classes and begin to have class, and then maybe an hour after that, they have the devotion. I love it, I love it, because by that time, you have all the kids that are there, and they can hear the gospel, and I really let it loose. When I go there, I really give them the word. I try to get them right where they are, especially the high schoolers with all these problems they have. Uh, that, that's the way we touch it. You know, we, I don't just get up there and read the Bible and so on. No, the sketchboard is an awesome thing. And you could put just about anything you want on the sketchboard and begin to preach from it. And if you understand what's going on in the society, what you do. You preach those things. So, you know, I'll get up and begin to preach and we talk about peer pressure and pornography and music and drugs and so on. And they just stand there and they will listen. I remember going to one of the high class high schools. Um, I think it was last year and they said, you only have 20 minutes. And I said to the gentleman who invited me, I said, why don't we cut out a lot of the preliminaries and the singing? Just we'll sing one song because I need to get this gospel through. I, I need to get the lessons through. The principal came up on the platform in a suit, Dr. Hall, I think he was, and he was standing there and he said, uh, okay, now, you know, you gotta watch the time. And if you go over the time, he's gonna walk, come up close to you, you know, and by the time you see that, you know what's going on. He said, it's time to stop. And I got up there and I just got going and I was going and I was just hitting all these different, different things about um, pornography and drugs and so on. And um, the, I had about 1,500 boys, because the school is in two sections, very large school. So I had only the boys, so I was really letting loose. And I'm going, and I said, oh, my Lord, boy, time journey, and I'm going. And I saw he got up and walked over. But he didn't touch me, he didn't say nothing. And so I hurried up because I got the message, but I had to finish and give the invitation. And I hurried up and gave the invitation. And, you know, we had about 200 of those guys raising their hands, indicating that they prayed a prayer of faith. And when I was finished, he walked over to me and he said, I have never seen anyone preach to these kids, hold their attention like this. And they responded the way, he said, did, did you realize that I didn't stop you? He said, do you know why? He said, the guys, when I walked over, the guys were beckoning and said, leave him alone, let him preach. And he said, I have never seen anything like this because those guys are always talking and they are not paying attention. And for you to come here, get their attention, and they wanted to listen to you. And I just give God the glory and the praise, you know. And I need you folks to continue to pray for me down there. And then to support Bahamas here. Encourage them, pray for them, support them that they could go on with God and to move on with Jesus Christ and to be a good soldier of them. Thank you very much. The Lord bless you real good. Thank you, Brother Keith. Um, we surely enjoyed having you here during these celebrations. And um, I said to him earlier, we've got to have him back early next year 
We got to do one of those seminars right here at Calvary Bible Church. We have to do that. We had, this past week, we had a seminar up at Believer's Gospel Chapel, and we had well over 55 people who attended wanting to learn how to use the sketchboard. So I say here, if you're interested in it, I am affiliated with it. I am acting now as the chairman of the board of trustees. Um, And we have 11 other folks who have been trained to go out on the streets into the parks, into the schools, and into the children's homes who are equipped in using the chalkboard to tell the wonderful story of our Lord. And we are going out. Brother Ted has even now been going this last year to the government high school twice a month during the lunch hour with the student Christian movement. And so we are working. We are working, and we hopefully from the seminar we had, we've gotten some more folks who will help us, all volunteers, all from a number of churches, with one thing, one aim in mind, to go and to tell the wonderful story. Now we're going to just, um, time has gone from us, so we're going to receive our evening's offerings, and then we will dismiss for the evening. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you again this evening for this wonderful privilege you have given us. And as we come now, our Father, bringing our gifts and offerings to you, Lord, we just pray that you would bless them and use them, that your kingdom may be extended here in our Bahamas and around the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Testament to God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race not only for the prize, but as those who've gone before us.
Let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly life. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe and the lives we live inspire them to obey oh may all who come behind us find us faithful After all our hopes and dreams have come and gone And our children sift through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them to the road we each must find Oh, may all who come behind us Find us faithful May the fire of our devotion Light their way May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave And the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. Oh, may all who come behind us find us tonight as we have reflected this month on the beginnings and on each of the five decades of our church. We have had so many faithful workers, faithful leaders, and as we move off the scene, many of us, may that be our prayer that others will come up and find us faithful in our service. Sister Murdy, you want to say a few words? Let me bring you the mic 
And before we have a closing prayer. Thank you, Brother Jerry. As I told him Friday night, I'm not a speaker, I'm a talker. But I would be remiss if I didn't say what I wanted to say. Um, and Brother Anton, that message, confer- the song and message really confirmed that I should say this. Um, at this altar, at the age of 16, I gave my heart to the Lord. Sister Colleen Springle counseled with me that night. And she and Brother Ron were newly married. And they used to put me under their wings on Saturday afternoons and help to guide me and lead me in the way. Also, in that bab, I passed a week preached the sermon the night that I accepted the Lord, and he also baptized me right there in the baptistry. Um, I've stood to that altar on numerous occasions to give my life to the Lord for his service and his work. I, that was under the ministry of all of the pastors. Um, Scott and I said our vows 39 years ago in about a week's time <laughs> at that altar and with Pastor David Cole Marianus and Pastor Russell dedicated our three children to the Lord uh, during his ministry here. And the, some of you know and some of you don't know, but we were told that we would never have children and by many doctors, but we proved, the Lord proved them those doctors wrong, and we have three children today, which we're very proud of. And I just want to thank you all for the many years that we were able to work among you, and also to encourage you to keep going on. We moved to Abaco 17 years ago, and trust me, you don't, don't know what you have until it's not there anymore and the fellowship of Calvary Bible Church can't be found anywhere else. Thank you. Sorry to delay you. Thank you, Marty. And I know the Lord will reward you for your faithfulness as you have given to him through Calvary Bible Church. Shall we stand as we have the benediction, please? Father, as we have reflected tonight by slides and spoken word, your goodness, your blessings upon this local assembly over these many years, we thank you, Lord, for your people who have been faithful, those who have heard your call, and they have been faithful to minister into the areas where you have blessed and equipped them with. And so, Father, as we leave this place tonight, and as we go out to our homes and into our jobs tomorrow, may we continue to reflect upon your goodness and realize the challenge that you still have given to us there is much ground yet to be covered. The fields are still white unto ours. And yet you need your people 
that they would be faithful, faithful in the ministries that you have called them to. So bless us and be with us as we leave and go to our various homes, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.